0: You're listening to Radio Influence. Why, Crusher, it's good to see you. You're listening to Crush Performance with the Crusher, Jeff Crushell. Get in on the talent grid and text crush at 101260 with your questions,
1: comments, or smart ass remarks. And welcome to Crush Performance, everybody. Jeff Cruschel here. So glad you could join us this week. We are back on North American soil, coming off of our first international broadcast on Crush Performance, as we recorded live last week from the first Olympic qualifier in baseball and softball for the upcoming 2020 Olympic Games in Tokyo. It was the European-African softball qualifier. And let me tell you what, what an event. Anytime you can get around that caliber of athlete... To watch them play, see them practice, prepare, but also for us being lucky enough to be sort of on the inside. To get to know them a little bit, to get to know the staff and their histories. Man, what a special, special thing the Olympics are, even outside of the games. And over the course of that week, you know, it was really interesting to watch and follow the athletes and the teams as the competitions rolled on. You could feel the intensity and the tension mounting. As we got midway through to the backside of the competition. Then of course, Olympic dreams slowly fading away. As teams were eliminated over the course of the latter part of the week. And the emotional side of sport is just such a big, big part of what makes that whole big thing tick. And it just makes it really special when you get close to this type of competition. Where it's all on the line. You're either going to go to the Olympics or you're not and for some of these athletes it'll be the last time they ever get the opportunity. So a real real special event and we were great to be there of course launching the KP sport drink the first baseball softball specific drink targeted to fuel the athletes of that particular sport many many more to come 15 well really 20 years in the making lots of research involved here but we're very very proud of this product and glad to be partners with the world baseball softball confederation and the official performance drink of the olympic qualifying tournaments just fantastic stuff Um, we're off to surrey next for the america softball qualifiers and over to italy for the European-African baseball qualifiers. And then in February and March, we will be in Arizona and Florida for the Americas baseball qualifier before the big tournament in Tokyo. And it's interesting to see how baseball has been now added back into the Olympic pipeline. It'll be out for Paris and then back in for uh, Los Angeles in 2028. It's going to be a rough ride for baseball and softball coming up in the next few years, but there is nothing like the international competition, just fantastic stuff. So again, a little jet lag today, but that will not slow us down. As we head into early August, there's a lot of things going on in sport. And today, I really wanted to touch on the upcoming hockey season. This is a real important time for hockey players at all levels. Whether you're a men's league or a women's league athlete, whether you are a serious developing athlete or you're in college or you're a professional athlete trying to become professional, Or a professional player trying to climb the ranks. Training camps are around the corner. And all your summer work is starting now to focus on that sort of preseason. Getting ready for the ice. But there's a lot of things to consider when we look at the next steps for your hockey players this this, uh, fall. And that's what I want to talk about today. Some of the things that you need to be thinking about. And if you have any questions about this... Or any other topic, please reach out to us. Crushperformance.com is the website. You can write to us there. On Twitter, it's at Jeff Crush. And on social media, Instagram, Facebook, and our YouTube channel, just search out Crush Performance and we'll hook you up with the world, our world, of athlete development and high performance for sport. But if you have a topic that you'd like us to investigate, please let us know. You guys get us thinking about things that we might not necessarily think about And that's kind of what I want to do today for all the hockey people out there the players, the parents, administrators, organizations, and certainly the fans. There's a lot to be thinking about this time of year. You know, the MLB trade deadline is just come and gone. And here again, we see the human side of sport really shine through. You have players who were part of an organization, maybe for their entire careers, all of a sudden playing in a different city, in a different uniform, in front of a different crowd. Or you see players who might be traded for the third or fourth time. The roller coaster of professional sports. It's really difficult leaving a comfort zone, leaving your teammates behind. It's tough being left behind. But it's also sometimes very exciting to go to somewhere where you know they want you. Maybe they can use your skill set to help the organization move forward. So on that side, it's really exciting for sport. But there's a whole other side to these player moves. And that's the human side. Uprooting your family. Selling your house, finding somewhere new to live. And there's a lot that goes on behind the scenes. And and from a fan's perspective, I think that's something we sometimes lose sight of. Is that despite the fact that this is a brutal, cold, hard business, there is a real, real important human side that goes along with all these player moves. And I want to talk about that today. I also want to get into, for all the hockey fans out there, I mean, this is a real important time of year. It is time to get ready for your season. All the hard work over the summer has now got to start focusing in on achieving a goal and objective for training camp. And whether that's making a team or whether that's improving uh, part of your game to create an opportunity down the road or whether it's to get that contract right now, you better have a plan in place. And that plan had better be well thought out. But it's very, very difficult to do on your own. So today, we're going to talk with our good friend, NHL certified agent and the founder and CEO of Link Management International about all of these things. We're going to talk to him about the MLB trade deadline. We're going to talk to him about preparing for your hockey season. I also want to talk to him about some of the strategies, short-term and long-term, that can help athletes really, really tap into their potential and achieve their goals. I think sometimes we get caught up in trying to do too much too soon. And it can really set an athlete back in the big picture. There has to be a strategic plan. But if you don't know how to think about that, today's going to be a really, really important show. So if you're a player, if you're a parent, if you're a coach or an administrator or a fan of the game, this is going to be a great conversation today. So let's get after it. I'd like to introduce our good friend Manny Schmidt from Link Management. Manny, thanks for joining us today.
0: Jeff, always a pleasure to be on with you. Thanks for the opportunity, and uh, good to chat.
1: Yeah, absolutely. It's been uh, much too long since we have uh, touched base. And, of course, with this time of year, as we head into sort of the hockey preseason, of course, you being a certified NHL agent, um, I really wanted to talk to you about um, the planning and strategy for hockey players. I think there's a lot of... I guess, misinformation and a lot of, uh, I guess, approaches that, that might be misunderstood out there. So we'll, we'll throw some clarity on that today for sure. But before we get to that, the uh, MLB trade deadline is now officially over. And of course, yep. they've changed their rules. There's only one now. So it's a done deal teams are now heading into the postseason with their rosters. But it's been interesting to watch some of the moves uh, that were made and the reaction of the players. And some of the players had been with their teams their entire careers, 10 years plus in some cases. Um, I think sometimes we forget about the human side of this and the fact that now you have to uproot your family, sell the house that maybe you love, move away from a community and people that you love and country that you love, city that you love, and um, turn a new chapter into, into the postseason here in Major League Baseball. Not always an easy thing.
0: No, not at all. And I think it's at this time of of the season uh, in any sport, really, but you know certainly this being the day with uh, with MLB that you know you're reminded how much um, players are a commodity and assets, right? I mean it's it's always fun from a fan perspective to say, hey, we should trade so and so. we should trade so and so and and then when the trades happen, you know, fans get excited, et cetera. But at the same time, I think we we fail to realize the impact um, that moves like this have on the lives of, of players, on families, on locker rooms. And uh, those are difficult times that uh, take some adjusting and emotional times. Um, you know, relationships are, are stretched, uh, families are are challenged. You know, I mean, the player gets moved, and within within hours, they've got to be. Um, they've got to be uh, up and on their way while their families and spouses or significant others are having to manage things. So I think we've got to remember that these are, these are humans, these are um, you know, high-keller athletes that have feelings, and it's, uh, this is a difficult day for them.
1: Yeah, it certainly is. And, you know, social media has really changed a lot in terms of our perception and the way we communicate. But to see how the fans have been reacting, they love these players. These players mean a lot to some people, Manny. And to hear um, some of the, um, I don't want to say outcries, but the emotion that's attached to these players as they leave and enter new new markets um I think that's pretty moving as well. Also, maybe an indication of the power of sport in terms of uh, community and pride and all those other things that go along with it uh, from a social aspect.
0: Yeah, absolutely. It's again, there's there's just lots of transition and things that that uh, you know are trying to grab the story. One of the things that I found interesting uh, during a recent trade deadline is uh, talking with a player that didn't get moved but had. Um, had some close friends moved out of the locker room. And it reminded me the impact that's left for the guys to deal with when one of their buddies who they've been traveling with, they eat with on a daily basis, they practice with, and all of a sudden out of the blue one of them is gone. And so the impact in a, in a locker room that, uh, you know, in friendships, that, that really sometimes we forget on that side even is that uh, the guys that aren't moved they lose the chemistry that they've built and and so they've got to sort of recalibrate themselves in the in the room and, and figure out what is that new uh, cultural structure when you know a key guy often uh, who may be a marquee guy gets gets moved for young prospects or picks and nothing's coming back and so it, it sort of leaves guys in the room saying geez i just lost a friend and we just emptied emptied our, our lineup, and uh, so it, it, there's lots to manage around that.
1: Yeah, there sure is. We're talking with Manny Schmidt, founder, CEO of Link Management, also certified NHL agent. Manny, I love the agent side of sport. I mean, um, the power of that is the ability to follow players through great big moves like this and to help them and support their families um, as these big players, Transitions happen at critical, critical times of the year, especially when we look at Major League Baseball right now. Um, One, you're so right. Being left behind and seeing one of your teammates leave is a real hard thing because, let's face it, friendships and brotherhoods are are created in some of these uh, locker rooms. But also... It's kind of nice, on the other hand, to move on into some new, exciting territory uh, to a place where you really know you're wanted as well. And that plays a big role. Correct. Yeah, it plays a big role, especially for the athletes.
0: Yeah, that's where the mixed emotions comes in, right? Where, you know, in one sense, um, you know, especially guys who have families and stuff, it's really difficult to say, hey, you know, it's up to you to sell the house and everything else. But on the same time, the, the other extreme of that is knowing that now you're going to a place that really wants you. You're going into an environment that in many cases has an opportunity now to challenge for um, for the pennant in this case or for the Stanley Cup or whatever it might be. So it, it's, a, it's a range of emotions. Um, that's why the, I think we have found anyway the, the need for, for mental performance support for athletes is becoming increasingly uh, important and uh, just to, to navigate through this process.
1: Yeah, we're talking with Manny Schmidt from Link Management International. Uh, Manny, you mentioned something that I think is critically important at the higher levels of sport, and we're talking where players start. You know, looking at the professional ranks, um, whether it's in the minor leagues or whether it's you know throughout a professional career at the highest level of sport. It is a commodities market. It is a business at the end of the day. And one of the jobs of you guys as an agency, but as the player themselves, is to create value. And one of the jobs of the team and the GMs is to add value to that roster so the organization could be successful. And when those two things marry, magic can happen. But um, it's not as easy sometimes as it might appear from the couch, right?
0: (laughs) Well, absolutely. I think, you know, I think... In many ways, um, you know, on the agency side and on the team side, um, you know, people are people perceive and we are often positioned as adversaries against, you know, or uh, plotted at opposite ends of the spectrum between us and, and the teams. But if you really think about it, the end objective is very, very similar. Our goal is to get um, the maximum opportunity and value and development out of our players and put them in the best position to succeed, um, which really is the same objective for the team. You know, Our objectives are aligned, and I think it's important to ensure that how do you continue to um, uh, do that in a way that, that complements um, and, and creates the best result for the player, both for the team and for us as on the agency side um, in what we do.
1: Yeah, and I like it, Manny. You know, when we talk about the agency side and this now this new market in professional sports, where minor league players, I think we're seeing, and this might be you might be able to shed some light on this. But I think you know when when I watch the the trades that are going on, the moves and the minor league assets uh, that are, are becoming more and more valuable. It seems as as the you know sort of free agent trade type world of professional sports um, is rolling along Uh, we're seeing a lot of action at all levels of sport but I mean also uh, when we look at the at the value of these commodities there's performance immediate performance because you have to increase your value right away uh, you have to consider the health of the athlete, but you're also considering the longevity of the player as well. And sometimes, I think when an agency builds a reputation for really supporting and building their athletes the right way, um, that bodes well in in the small community of professional sports, doesn't it?
0: Yeah, absolutely. I think I think you're really missing um, missing the core objective if you're only looking at short term results and short term. The contracts and, and short-term placement of the opportunity. I think the key thing now is how do you create sustainability, longevity for an athlete within their sport while also preparing preparing them for the time when the sport comes to an end and they look at post-career opportunities. But I think it's that whole holistic approach of, of working with the athlete to maximize and and create success within their sport and outside of their sport and how to extend both of those windows to their absolute extreme
1: yeah yeah and i and i like what you said earlier manny about um when the stars align when i guess the goals and objectives of the agency or in the player align with the needs of a team magic can really happen um in your yeah. experiences, Manny, you know, for all the fans out there and for the young developing athletes, even for some of the pro guys out there, um, it's not always easy to find that match, is it? But when you do, oh, man, it can be it can be a real beautiful thing to watch.
0: Yeah, absolutely. That's, I mean, <laughs> that's when you, you know, the athlete gets put in a situation. When you find that alignment, the athlete really has an opportunity to excel because all the synergy of – of the relationships, of the support, of the structure come together in the support of what's in the best interest, both for all parties, not just one party. And when you can find that, that's when everybody succeeds. And when the culture offers that, that's when everybody succeeds. But it's important to, to create a system um, of evaluation, of analytics, of... Um, Uh, of evaluating beyond analytics where, for example, we will look at emotional factors of value factors. When you look at community, when you look at all the other things, what is, what is going to bring the best out of the athlete and how can the team support to bring the best out of the athlete? And how do we as an agency support that process?
1: Yeah. We're talking with management CEO and founder of link management international. Well now, Manny, that being said, let's get to the nuts and bolts of this. It is Early August now, training camps and the preseason is in the distance, but we can see it coming around for all of our hockey athletes. Um, One of the things I think is interesting when we look at the summer programs and and not just the elite professional um, hockey players, but also the young players that are trying to get there is an understanding of. Of who they are and I I think maybe to clarify that um, I think there's a lot of misunderstanding out there when players look at what they need to be doing in the summer especially if they're dedicated to the game of hockey now Um, Matty what would be your advice when you look at a young athlete and for families out there who are trying to create opportunities for their young players uh, who are committed to the game um, there's training for the game of hockey and then there's also training for personal performance in the game of hockey sometimes that's a long game but there's a big yeah. difference. There's a big difference for getting your athlete and overscheduling them and just throwing them into a bunch of programs, hoping there's outcomes, as opposed to breaking down your athlete, understanding what needs to be done at this point in time so they can have a bright future moving forward. That's a, that's a tough thing for people who aren't in this industry, isn't it?
0: Yeah, for sure. Um, first off, wasn't it just uh – you know, playoffs a, a couple of weeks ago. Geez, it just where are our summer though. <laughs> no but, kidding, uh, man.
1: I was thinking when I was setting this up. I was thinking, didn't we just finish? We're already talking about preseason camps. Yeah, it is. Exactly. A, oh, it is a tight calendar. It's getting tighter and tighter.
0: Well, and I think that's part uh, that goes directly to your question, uh, Jeff, in terms of the planning process for for the athletes because it is such a tight calendar. And you've got to find ways to maximize that calendar and every day within that calendar to the best of the athlete's ability relative to their plan. And so what we say is you've got to have long-term planning and short-term focus. Um, and you can't have short-term focus without the long-term planning. And so now as we're heading into the preseason, if we've done our long-term planning correct, you can literally begin and say, what is our short-term focus? What, is, what has to be done over the next three weeks? And here's a quick example of this. We had a meeting with one of our players post-season. We were were, reviewing the longer-term plan and talking about um, what are some of the objectives that we have to hit in the off-season. And one of the comments um, that uh, the player got back from the team is, well, you need to work on your hands. And I said, okay, great. What does that mean? Did (laughs) Did you get clarification as to what does working on your hands mean in terms of your understanding of that and the team's, uh, the team's direction of that. And what we found out is, no, there wasn't. There wasn't some clarity. So it was up to us, along with the player, to find out exactly what that meant so that we could become really purposeful in our execution and our training, right? Because, I mean, working on your hands you means, okay, is that placement of hands? Is that, um, is that agility with your hands? Is that you, you, know, you got them too tight? You got them too far out? There's, there's so many different things. And if you don't have clarity of what that, um, what that executable is, you could be working on a totally the wrong thing and not have, the, and come back with the result that, uh, that doesn't meet the objectives. And so what our plan is, is, is to try to, um, work with the athletes in a way that is as skill focused relative to their position and relative to their needs in the long-term plan, um, uh, as, you, as you proceed through the course of the summer and then the closer you get to the season and the preseason, um, you want to move away or you should have done most of your skill development and at this point now you're into sort of game simulated activity that is specific to your position so that uh, you're ready in that form so um, you know it, the whole planning phase during the off season um, and the development phase during the off season um, morphs from one side to the other, depending upon what phase of the off season you're in.
1: Yeah, I really like it, Manny. You know, we talk about the idea of raising the value of these young talents and trying to maximize their potential as they move forward. And this is a real important conversation for everybody who loves sport, whether you're a recreational athlete or whether you're trying to chase down the dream or whether you're trying to extend or resign a professional contract. This is incredibly important to understand that um, you you really need to be good at something. You need to be exceptional at something. I think often, Manny, people try to be good at everything and it's okay to be good at everything, but not at the not at the risk of not being great at something because if you're going to crack into this world and chase down your dream, if it is to play high-performance sport, um, you have to be exceptional at something and then you can surround that with really, really good skill set. Do you agree with that?
0: Oh, 100%, Jeff, 100%. I, I, I think... Um, we have, we've developed a uh, an in-house rating system for our guys, um, and it's based on, you know, both tangibles and intangibles, and it, it provides our guys with a very black and white um, perception of where they're at, but what that tells them is that you've got to be good at everything, but you've got to be great, at least at, you know, a um, you know three four things where you know when you're executing those things you're basically the best in the business you've got to understand what those exceptionals are and then continue to define those and so when people talk about flare x right away the first thing if, if those truly are exceptionals those things should be the things that pop out and pop to mind first and foremost right away and if that's happening so, for example, if I talk to a scout regarding one of our players and the first thing they say is his shot is outstanding and his shot is one of his exceptionals, now we know we're on the right track. But if a scout says, well, yeah, he's, he's sort of good at a lot of things, um, now we've got a problem because you need to have exceptions. And I, and I would go beyond um, just sport, Jeff, and I would say if you're looking to become the peak of any industry, whether it's in business or whatever it is, You've got to find a way to differentiate yourself within that marketplace by having some of those exceptionals and so that you can stand out, right? The more exceptionals that you have, the more you become a non-movable commodity um, where someone just can't afford not to have you there because your exceptionals are so strong. So key, key thing, no matter if it's in sport or in life.
1: I like it, Manny. We're talking with Manny Schmidt, uh, founder of Link Management International. Manny, such an important conversation. Listen, I like this idea. One thing that comes to mind when you talk about that is how difficult it is to self-evaluate. We are humans in general. We're atrocious at self-evaluation, and that's why you need some really good people around you to direct you along the way. I mean, you talked about the scouts, feedback from the scouts, feedback from the teams. Uh, You talk about uh, feedback from the players and the agents, the people that care about them, the coaches, uh, the strength coach. The trainers, all these people can provide great information, um, but it's also really important to make sure the player understands that and has a vision for themselves as well. Um, when we talk about the hands, you know, and training the hands, that feedback from the team, um, you know, we may work on your hands right now, um, but if that's not the number one priority for moving your skill set or your value forward, and let's say a, a athlete needs to be working on their skating, 90% of their effort should be working on their skating stride to maximize that key critical component of success in hockey. And they're spending a bunch of time working on their hands. That's where it gets counterproductive. So self-evaluation and getting that evaluation direction is so important.
0: Yeah. <laughs> great, great point, Jeff. I think, um, you know, we call we call it authentic, um, authentic evaluation. You've got to have the the intestinal fortitude to one be able to evaluate yourself um, authentically, but then also to be able to hear authentic evaluation. And those two things are really really difficult. I mean, that that takes <laughs> that uh, that takes some work to be able to one do it to be able to do it to yourself and then be able to accept it and hear it from others in a way that um, doesn't deteriorate, but motivates you to get to the next level. And then not just to evaluate, but to take the necessary steps to make the changes that are required to then move you forward. And that goes back to your point where she's saying, going back to the things that are easy um, or natural are probably the easiest things to do, right? I work out or I skate, um, you know, I do a lot of skating, I'm on the ice, et cetera. Those are things that are natural. But, hey, what happens if you haven't really figured out how to move athletically yet, which is impacting your skating? Um, you got to get into get into an area that now, how do we create better movement? How do we create better agility and flexibility that's going to increase? We had an athlete that we noticed something and it was really off in their stride, um, and so we were like, well, let's we got to talk to we got to talk to uh, um, a skating coach, a biomechanics individual. But actually, what we did is we sent it to one of our doctors, and we sent him to one of our doctors who evaluated his hip mobility and his hip location. We found out that actually part of the problem wasn't that his mechanics on the ice were off, but had that his uh, his uh, mobility was impacting his his ability. Um, to to skate effectively and so we had to address the mobility issues off the ice before we could ever address the on-ice stuff and so that's about being purposeful and trying to understand what are all the impacts and don't just go with, uh, to what's natural or where your tendencies are but got to think out of the box and say hey where do i need to spend my time to really get results
1: yeah, I love it, Manny Schmidt. Such a great conversation. So enlightening for a lot of people. You know, uh, this is the kind of thing we get to enjoy every day on a regular basis with pretty high caliber athletes. But um, I like what you said. Uh, this can be applied to anybody who's trying to excel at Anything, whether it's music, school, academics, anybody who's trying to stand out and make themselves special. Uh, great, great stuff, Manny. Hey, listen, if people have questions and might want to get in touch with you guys about maybe their young athlete's career or their personal career, hey, wh- where can they go to reach out to you guys?
0: Hey, you can always uh, uh, certainly uh, check out uh, the website, which is uh, co. So it's co. Um, you can send, uh, send us an email um, to uh, our office, which is um, info at linkmgmt.co. Um And certainly feel free to give uh, give um, our office a call. You can reach us toll free at 833-332-LINK. So 833-332-5465. i happy to, to talk with uh, anyone who might... Uh, uh yeah, just be looking for some direction, some advice with uh, for a, uh, a high-caliber, elite athlete path.
1: Love it, Manny. And uh, such a great conversation today. Hey, thank you so much. Hope you're going to get some downtime before the real action kicks off here mid-August. And, uh, Manny, appreciate these conversations every time you're on.
0: Thanks, Jeff. Anytime. Uh, always a pleasure to be on with you.
1: There you go, everybody. Certified NHL agent and founder and CEO of Link Management International Management. Truly, truly one of the good guys in sport. No question about it. Again, reach out to him if you guys have any more questions on that. We are going to post their contact information on our website, crushperformance.com. But what a great conversation. So much to talk about here. There really is. If you think about all the things that go into an athlete career path. And developing and tapping in and achieving the potential of an athlete. It's a long game. There's no question about it. And there has, to be, uh, uh, there has to be a plan. And I like the approach that the guys at Link Management have. I really do like these guys a lot. And I like the idea that they set up the long-term plan with short-term goals. They understand the fact you can't do it all at once. There is a process. So as we look at an athlete... And let's say they enter the pipeline and they're in a fairly accomplished skater, but they find, as Manny mentioned, uh, a range of motion issue that can help them skate even more. Well, without a performance team, first of all, that correction is going to be really, really difficult to identify and make. But then once you make that adjustment and you become a better skater, it opens up windows of opportunity in virtually every other part of your game that you didn't have before. So you increase your skating proficiency. Maybe you're faster. Maybe you're more agile. Maybe you can change directions better. Maybe transition better. All of those things now you have to harness and learn these new skills and work them into your game. That takes time. And as you get really proficient at that, it allows you to maybe increase your puck handling, your on-ice awareness, your vision of the ice It makes you more effective in a back-checking situation. You immediately become more valuable, but then you have to build on that new skill set to keep that momentum going forward. And that might be something totally unrelated to skating. It might be your hands. And what does that mean? As Manny mentioned in the interview, is that soft hands? Is that receiving? Is that hand placement? Is that stick movement? There's so many things that are included when somebody tells a player... To work on your hands. I call that a fluff answer. It doesn't really mean a lot. And of course, Manny and the guys there at Link Management, they handle it like total pros. What is that supposed to mean? And they dig down deep and find out exactly what kind of feedback the administrators, the coach, the scouts were trying to get across. And now you can go into your training sessions or your developmental pathway for the summer or for the next period of time with really, really purpose. Deliberate purpose. To help move your game forward. And this is a never-ending cycle of, a, of an athlete. Of a performance athlete that constantly, even at the NHL level, looking for ways, one, to stay healthy. That's most, first and foremost. But looking for ways to become better. And as soon as you stop doing that, well, that's when a player makes it really easy to lose their job or lose their opportunity. You have to continually strive to get better. And that takes strategy. What a fantastic conversation. I really, really like it. And the other thing I just want to point out before we part ways here today is another thing that Manny mentioned, and that's about being extremely good at something. You have to do something to separate yourself from the pack. So whatever your strength is, whether it's speed, agility, power, maybe it's your wrist shot, maybe it's your slap shot, maybe it's your stick handling, ice awareness, your positioning. I don't know. There's so many facets to being a good player but make sure you're really, really good at what you're good at. And then then, then surround that and build that, support that strength with a real well-rounded skill set. And then we don't know how far you can go. We really don't. Man, what a great discussion. I totally, totally love it. Listen, if you want to go back and listen to that, go to CrushPerformance.com. Get the podcast, get our newsletter, and join us on social media. Follow us on Twitter at Jeff Crush and on Facebook Instagram, and our YouTube channel, uh, Crush Performance. For sure, we're just hooking you up with the world of sport performance. But go back and listen to this conversation. If you are a young athlete, a fan parent, coach, or administrator in the world of hockey, what a great, great conversation. Again, linkmanagement.com. You can check the guys out there. So that's it for today, everybody. I want to thank Manny Schmidt for joining us. I want to thank you for tuning in. Please share the show with your uh, friends and family, colleagues, teammates, if you uh, do see fit. Coming up next week, we will be live for our second international recording of Crush Performance. I will be down in Brazil with Major League Baseball as we work to help those young baseball players achieve their potential. Fantastic academy of program down there in Brazil. Six professional signings out of there last year. Many, many more to come, I have a feeling. Uh, We'll be recording live from Brazil next week. We'll be talking player development once again, and we'll be talking about some of the current events uh, coming out of the world of sport. So until then, everybody, have a great week. And remember, we're here to help you think like an athlete. (laughs) This is a Duffified Live with Chef Brian Duffy Quick Fix on Radio Influence. Hey, everybody. I know you're used to that game, uh, Where's Waldo? Well, for the last two months, we've been playing Where's Duffy? Well, I need to take a break for a little while so I can focus on some other projects. I'm going to explain to you this week what I've been doing and why I've been so nuts and why I've been so quiet because I've been out there living life, working my ass off, opening up another restaurant, shooting another show, seeing the world, living life, and hanging out with my girls at the same time. My girls are pretty badass individuals. You guys hear me talk about them. Well, this week... I'm going to talk about what I've been doing for the last two months. I hope you guys have the opportunity to get over here, get that subscription back up. Let's go. Get over and listen to Duffified Live. Duffified Live with Chef Brian Duffy can be found on Apple Podcasts, Stitcher, TuneIn Radio, Google
0: Play, and RadioInfluence.com.